welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach, and my mission is to help you get into the best shape of your life, regardless of your age, so that you can show up in life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. Today, we have another edition of the Coach's Corner, so no guest today, it's just me, and we'll be back next week with our regular interview format. Here's what we're covering in today's episode. I start out by announcing my new Facebook group, the Over 50 Lean Body Blueprint, and I invite you to join. Then I take on the delicate subject of the Healthy at Any Size movement, and then conclude with a brief discussion of the importance of maintaining a healthy skin microbiome. Okay, let's do this. Time to get on with today's show. Social Media Update Back before the holidays, I made my first foray into the world of Facebook groups. I started the Silver Edge Holiday Accountability Group, and that ran from Thanksgiving through New Year's, and the idea was to create a space where members could help support one another and hold each other accountable as we all made our way through the holidays. Now that that group has run its course, I want to set up a new long-term Facebook group. So I created a new Facebook group titled the Over 50 Lean Body Blueprint. I'm intending for this to be a place for health-conscious men and women over 50 who are actively seeking education, inspiration, encouragement, and support no matter where they are on their personal health and fitness journey. So who is this group for? If you're interested in learning how to lose fat without gimmicky diets or endless cardio, then this group is for you. If you're interested in learning how to make permanent healthy lifestyle changes that you can incorporate into your daily life, then this group is for you. If you're interested in increasing your strength, mobility, and overall functional fitness, then this group is for you. If you're interested in joining a community of like-minded people to help you stay motivated and accountable on your health and wellness journey, then this group is definitely for you. And This is where I'm going to be delivering all of my fitness content going forward. I've never really had any sort of social media strategy before. I've been posting primarily on Instagram rather sporadically, but the Over 50 Lean Body Blueprint group is where I'll be consistently posting all my exercise, nutrition, health, wellness, recovery, etc. content. I'll post new content daily, Monday through Friday, and hopefully get a chance to interact with many of you. Meanwhile, I'll use Instagram to share my personal fitness journey. I've recently decided to compete in my first powerlifting competition, so if you're interested in my thoughts on that or how my training's going, my nutrition or lifestyle is progressing as I train for this event, feel free to follow me over on Instagram. I also have a personal Facebook page where I'll post some gentle fitness content from time to time, but you're just as likely to get pictures of my dogs over there. At any rate, the Over 50 Lean Body Blueprint is up and running, and I'd love to have you as a member of this group. It's easy to find. Just type Over 50 Lean Body Blueprint into your Facebook search bar, and it should pop right up. I'll also include a link to the group and all my other social media in the show notes for this episode, and you can find that over at silveredgefitness.com slash episode 104. 
can you really be healthy at any size? I realize this can be a very delicate subject, so bear with me while I attempt to tread delicately into this subject. Last February, Cosmopolitan Magazine ran a series of front covers with the title, This is Healthy. And most of the models featured on the cover of that edition are clearly obese. So first things first, it's my personal opinion that Cosmopolitan Magazine has no authority telling women or anyone really what is and is not healthy. In fact, they have a long history of featuring very unhealthy anorexic-looking models on their covers. But this headline with these models feels like a marketing strategy for Cosmopolitan to capture a wider audience. Here in the U.S., a whopping 40% of us are now considered obese, which is defined as having a body mass index, or BMI, of 30 or higher, and many in this population may not be regular cosmopolitan readers. But leaving Cosmo's intentions aside, this message seems dangerous, especially now. The CDC states that being obese greatly increases your risk of severe illness from COVID-19 and can triple the likelihood of hospitalization. The CDC goes on to say that people who have obesity, compared to those with a healthy weight, are at increased risk for many serious diseases and health conditions, including the following. All causes of death. Hypertension, which is high blood pressure dyslipidemia, which is high LDL cholesterol or low HDL cholesterol or just high levels of triglycerides in general, type 2 diabetes, coronary heart disease, stroke, gallbladder disease, osteoarthritis, which is a breakdown of cartilage and, and bone within a joint, sleep apnea and breathing problems, many types of cancers, low quality of life, mental illness such as clinical depression, anxiety, and other mental disorders, body pain, and difficulty with physical functioning. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound healthy to me. So for Cosmo to claim that you can be healthy at any size seems disingenuous at best and downright false and dangerous at worst. But let's face it, that's an appealing message. I get it. But here's the thing. The women on the cover of that issue of Cosmo, or any obese person for that matter, might be many things, but they do not have optimal health. They might be beautiful. They might be strong. They might be intelligent. They might be exceptional parents, spouses, and friends. They might be sexy, funny, amazing, talented, loyal, courageous. They might be inspirational, honest, kind, and generous. They might have excellent mental, emotional, and spiritual health. But we cannot say that they are healthy, at least from a medical point of view. Bear with me. I promise I'm going to pull out of this negative tailspin here in a minute. But there's more bad news to share on the obesity front. A recent study showed that the average American weight gain in America since the start of COVID-19 pandemic is 29 pounds. Now, women fared better than men. They gained an average of 22 pounds, while us guys packed on an average of 37 pounds. The over 50 crowd fared better than younger folks. People aged 25 to 42 gained an average of 41 pounds while those in the 43 to 56 age group averaged 21 pounds, and those of us 57 and older gained an average of 16 pounds during this pandemic. Clearly things are bad and getting worse. Much worse. 
Which brings me to the reason that this is top of mind for me right now. Self Magazine recently ran a digital edition titled The Future of Fitness Issue. And some of the articles included in this issue have titles such as The Relentless Reality of Anti-Fatness and Fitness. Another one is These 10 People Are Challenging How the Fitness Industry Treats Fatness. Yet another is titled What the Future of Fitness Really Looks Like, It's Time to Break Free from Fitness's Anti-Fatness. Another article is titled, How to Find a Gym That's Size-Friendly. And another one is titled, Six Ways Fitness Instructors Can Check Thai-Fat Bias. Okay, so the gist of all these articles is that health comes in all shapes and sizes, which we've just addressed, and that the health and fitness industry is large-scale discriminating against people with larger bodies and actively engaged in fat-shaming. And now, let me be clear before I go any further. The fitness and nutrition industry certainly have been guilty of these crimes, but I honestly believe that these days, those are very rare exceptions and not the rule. Instead, what I got out of these articles was a very negative, disempowering message. Now, granted, as a 57-year-old male, I am not Self Magazine's target audience, but it seemed to me that these articles were stoking the fires of women's insecurities. They are making a very emotional argument that the entire fitness industry is fatphobic and engaged in fitness elitism. (laughs) And now, when I told my wife I was going to discuss this topic on today's podcast, she seemed alarmed and she told me to be careful what I say. But here's the deal. None of what these articles are proclaiming fit with my personal experience. I first encountered the fitness industry about 10 years ago after allowing myself to get into the worst shape of my life. My first foray into a globo gym was one of the most uncomfortable things I'd ever done. I was very weak and very out of shape, and there were all these strong, fit people in there. I had no idea what I was doing, no idea how any of the machines worked, yet Here again were all these strong, fit people with headphones on and intense, scary-looking faces grunting their way through these grueling workouts. And from that position, the gym certainly seemed like an intimidating space. But the reason it was intimidating had little to nothing to do with the other gym members or gym staff, but rather with my own projections and insecurities. As it turns out, Some of the biggest, meanest-looking weightlifters in that gym were some of the nicest people on the planet, and they were excited to share their knowledge and experience with newcomers. So, I get it. The fitness industry, when viewed from the outside, can be intimidating. But I personally take offense to the message that hard work and intensity in the gym is in any way fat-phobic or fat-shaming. It isn't. I'm a coach in a CrossFit gym, and I can count on one hand the people with abs in our gym. And I don't even need to use all my fingers. Instead, our membership is made up of all walks of life, with just as many overweight and obese members as there are lean and muscular members. But we all have the same goal of proactively working on our health and fitness. Oh, and talking about insecurities... I was absolutely terrified walking into that CrossFit gym the first time. And to be honest, I never would have done it if my then teenage daughter hadn't dragged me in there with her. But again, the problem wasn't the CrossFit culture or the gym culture or the coaches or the other members. 
It was my own crippling insecurity. I'm also a member of what could best be described as a hole-in-the-wall powerlifting gym, and it's chock-full of men and women who are much stronger than I am. But guess what? Every single person in there is nice and encouraging to me, even the gigantic scary-looking ones. None of them are the least bit judgmental that my one rep max is their warm-up weight. So let me wrap this diatribe up with a story. When I was a teenager, I thought I despised the jocks and athletes and never wanted to be like them. So I joined the stoner crowd. Their membership was open pretty much to anybody who didn't fit in elsewhere. But here's the thing. In looking back at that time in my life, I realized that what I really wanted was to be one of them. They were so strong and athletic and cool. But my crippling teen angst and insecurity stopped me from even trying. I guess my thinking was that if you don't try, you can't fail. It wasn't the jocks click elitist attitude that prevented me from joining them, but rather my own unresolved insecurities. And so I feel like Self Magazine's The Future of Fitness issue is disingenuous and it's fear-mongering. That it's preying on the insecurities of overweight and obese women. Let's face it, overweight and unfit women are an untapped market for a publication like Self, which is owned by Condé Nast, which is in turn owned by advanced publications, and they can greatly increase their revenue and profit by pandering to this perceived new market. Now, I'll leave you with this. If you are overweight or out of shape and intimidated or insecure, know that you are not alone and that this is perfectly normal. But as opposed to projecting those insecurities on the health and fitness industry, know that as a spiritual being, you are perfect and whole right now, wherever you are. Instead of approaching health and fitness from a place of shame or unworthiness, change your inner dialogue to something like this. Tell yourself that you are perfect and that you love yourself. And that loving yourself means doing deep work and being completely honest with yourself. And that if you're being honest with yourself, you admit that you haven't been taking the best care of your body, which is your spirit's mansion, and that you'll commit to acts of self-love that include taking better care of yourself so that you can show up in life as the best version of yourself. Self Magazine isn't trying to empower you. They're trying to sell you. And you're better than that. As in exponentially, astronomically, infinitely better than that. Detox your body. You've probably heard that your skin is your largest organ. And you're probably aware that your gut has a microbiome that is critical to your overall health and well-being. But did you know that your skin also has a microbiome and it plays a vital role in your health? And just like we wage war on our gut's natural microbiome when we consume unhealthy, ultra-processed foods... We do the same thing to our skin, hair, and nails when we use commercial cleaning and beauty products. The problem lies in the harsh chemicals in almost all commercial beauty products. Things like petroleum-based products, parabens, which are used as a preservative in our endocrine disruptors, fragrances, which is just a code word for over a hundred different chemicals, phthalates, formaldehyde, just to name a few. Here's a fun science project. Go to your bathroom and grab your phone. You're going to need Google for this. And grab a couple of your favorite bathroom hygiene products. 
These could be soaps, shampoos, deodorants, makeup remover, anything you routinely put on your skin or hair. Now start Googling the ingredients. And for extra credit, Google the health effect of each ingredient. It's not a pretty picture. Here's the deal. Almost all common skin conditions, things like dry or oily skin, acne, eczema, dandruff, and rashes, occur to disruptions to our skin's natural healthy microbiome. And nearly all of the commercially available products to treat these conditions only provide temporary relief while exacerbating the underlying cause. And most of our daily hygiene products, things like soaps and face cleaners, moisturizers, shampoos, conditioners, deodorants, makeup and makeup removers, and shaving creams, they all disrupt our skin's healthy microbiome. Now, back in episode 56 of this podcast, I did an interview with Nadine Artemis. Nadine is the founder and owner of Living Libations, and they make a vast array of natural hygiene and beauty products. Most of their products only contain an organic carrier oil and essential oils. If you'd like a deep dive into the subject, I'd advise going back and listening to that episode. I personally switched over to exclusively using Living Libation products about five years ago. I currently use their soap, their face cleaner, shampoo, deodorant, and shaving cream. And my skin has never been happier. I go to the dermatologist annually for a checkup, and my dermatologist routinely tells me things like, I have beautiful skin, and to keep doing what I'm doing. Anyway, I'll put a link to Living Libation's website, as well as that podcast interview I did with Nadine in the show notes, which again, you can find over at silveredgefitness.com slash episode 104. Also, if you're interested in trying out some of Living Libation's products, you can find them at livinglibations.com, and because you're a listener of this podcast, you can use coupon code SILVEREDGE at checkout for a 10% discount. That's Silver Edge all run together. Your skin and your overall health will thank you. Okay, that's our show for today, folks. I'll put links to everything we talked about in the show notes, and you can find that over at silveredgefitness.com slash episode 104. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget I have more free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find my mini guides with my top tips on nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle. So feel free to head over there and download anything that might be helpful to you. As we wrap up our time together today, you can show your support for this podcast in two important ways. The first is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. The second is to give this podcast a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today. And until next time, stay strong. Stay strong.